Joe. Hello, Mike Lawson. And hello to... <coughs> <laughs> and hello to everybody listening. Uh, my name's Mike. That's Joe. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in L.A. We've been friends for over 15 years, and each week, even if I have a cold, we call one another and we catch up. <coughs> yeah. <coughs> I really do have something going on. I don't feel sick, but mm-hmm. I'm like... <clears throat> congested and yeah. sneezy and stuff, but I don't feel anything yet. It's just you know. The oh, like you think it, like it's coming? Yeah. You know what? This has happened in my old age, which is actually kind of a you know everyone bitches about what happens in your old age, and there's a lot of horrible things I do. But one of the things that I've developed is I get warning signs that I'm going to get sick. Mm. So one of them is that my tongue swells up a little bit, and like my lymph node under my right under my tongue on my right side swells up uh-huh. before I have any symptoms. And I go, oh, well, here it comes. Yeah, I can like, already start prepping. Yeah, you can plan and you know, like, I. it's weird, but I get it. I do get it. Yeah. So that's coming. Could What's up with you, be... Joe? How are you? What? What's up with you? Did you, did you get that joke I just made right now? Yeah. No. Something's coming, something good. Well, something cold. Um, you know, um, I'm, I'm, I'm trapped here, Mike Lawson. I'm, I'm actually, it's so funny. We don't usually use, um, the camera, right? Right. In fact, is the cam is my camera on? No. But my bandwidth might be set to low. Oh. Okay, um. never mind. I would turn my camera on right now and show you. I'm in a washroom <laughs> at the house in Malibu. Because you're staying with your parents. Well, no. My parents are staying with me. Okay. <laughs> here at um, the guest home, I suppose, of uh, uh-huh. Chris and Mercedes. And um, they're driving me up the fucking wall. Well, you called me the other day. And you... I forget what you said. But you said... Um, oh, you said, what are you doing for your birthday? And then in the background, I heard your mom go, Me? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Every time I'm on the phone, and I could be saying, and this has happened several times where I say, um, you know what? The books aren't going to get there till Saturday. What books? <laughs> like, she constantly thinks I'm talking to her and about her. Uh-huh. So, yeah. So, exactly. My, my mom's birthday isn't even in March. Okay, by the way, I'm not talking to Joe right now, to everyone else. I Joe... And I talked on the phone, and he was so exasperated. And he was like, um, if that actual birthday comment, he was like, no, I am on the phone. And then he comes back to me, and he's like, her birthday isn't even till June. And I could tell, or whenever her birthday is, I could <laughs> yeah, tell you she- were, like, really angry about it. But then I was like, how long have they been there? And you were like, almost two hours. <laughs> <laughs> well, it Mike, it's been, I'm not even joking, they've been here Monday. This is their fourth day yeah. here. And, uh, you know, it's so funny because did I tell the story of how they ended up here? I can't tell what I told you in private or on the, on the show. No, I don't. You haven't told me. Okay. So I, <laughs> so that means you probably haven't said it on the show. Yeah, I <laughs> That could be assumed. I was just staying here, right? I'm yeah. just staying here for a few weeks. So my, Are they having like work done yeah, on my, the house or my something? My parents are having wood floors put in their house. Okay. Oh, how nice. Yeah. But it means the house is uninhabitable for right. only a week, for a week. So 
I said, oh, what are you doing for, you know, going to the house? You're like, we're going, Joey, we're going to a timeshare in San Diego. We're having a nice time. It's going to be so great. We're looking forward to it. And I was like. Oh, that sounds so nice. It sounds like so Like a vacation. Nice. Yeah. And then you come home to new floors. Exactly. That sounds so nice. And I go, she, I go yeah, oh, it's funny. I'll be in. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. I'll be at Mercedes guest house. Yeah. And she goes, oh. So then on Sunday, she's talking to my dad. I'm at the house. <laughs> and no, yeah, she told my dad, she said, I talked to the contractor. And something about the contractor calling her back or something like that. She says, and I asked the wife, I said, when is he going to get back to me? And she said, oh, you know, she jump, you know, she didn't even answer me. She just said, have fun in Malibu. And I said, what? And she goes, oh, yeah, Joey, we're staying with you in Malibu for a week. Oh. <laughs> And I was well, like, that's nice. Yeah. Well, you're not going to say no. Wait, I'm, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to see if they're outside the door. They're not, wait, hold, hold on. <clears throat> no, well, no, I'm not going to say no. But um, it, it. But they've been driving me up the wall. Because also, like, it's weird. This house is very strange. And it's, it's, a, it's a very nice, large house. But it's um, there's no walls. Yeah. Okay? So you, just, You've told stories, I think, on here before about having people stay over. And you almost feel captive. Like, you can't make noise. You can almost hear the people breathe in, in the other room. It's an open floor plan. And mm-hmm. uh, so, as a result, there's no getting away from them. Right. My dad actually was miserable the first couple of days. I think I would just skip the podcast for the week. I wouldn't I wouldn't even do this for no, my, I need this. I need this. I need yeah. this. <laughs> this is Mike, I need this more than anything. I mean I need this podcast now, right now more than anything. I was like sure. leave me alone, mom and dad. I'm gonna be doing a podcast. <laughs> right. And the first couple of days my dad was miserable. Miserable because they didn't have me TV and antenna TV, which do you know what those channels are? No. All they do is show like old episodes of Andy Griffith and oh, my dad's Leave It to too. Beaver and Beverly Mash, Hillbillies. Beverly Hillbillies. Yeah. Yeah. My dad would love that shit. So they didn't they don't have it on this TV. And then he goes and, and, and But then this morning I got upstairs and I heard <laughs> And I'm like, wait a minute, I thought they didn't have I found it. I went through every channel, and then I found it. They don't. They call something. I'm out. He went through every fucking channel <laughs> because he was going crazy because he couldn't watch Perry Mason. Yeah, I get it though. I mean, I do the same thing, but maybe it's not Andy Griffith, but it's you know Ally McBeal or Grey's Anatomy. Like it's just comfort TV. Ugh. I get it. Ugh. <laughs> so um, I, I sent them to a movie today. It, it really is like having a ch- like having children because you know I'm talking to Mercedes, and she's like, "Oh well, the kids are asleep." I'm like, "Oh yeah, my parents are taking a nap," you know. And then yeah. I sent them to a <laughs> your mo- mom walks in with like silly glasses on, kind of marching, <laughs> and you like push her backwards. Mike, I'm telling you, the podcast <laughs> will probably be like that. Um, what's that viral video of the British journalist? Yeah, that's sort of time. Oh yeah, about. okay, good. <laughs> you were much more subtle about it than I was. I was like, "Well, oh, yeah, Mike, I got a better one. How about the, the same video?" But um, yeah, Mike, it's it's awful. It's awful, and it's, I, I thank God they went to go see King Kong today. Did they like it? Yeah, but they only went to go because there's only one little theater in Malibu, 
And she was like two movies. It was Logan and King Kong. I've never heard of this Logan. I know what King Kong is, so I'm going to go see that. Right? They liked it, actually, a lot. Have you seen this Get Out? Yeah, I saw Get Out. Oh, I, I liked it. it. I Did, loved wait, it. Didn't we talk? Well, maybe we didn't talk about it um, on here. But I uh, kind of was forced. I mean, it was a Steve movie. Oh, know? it's a great movie. Uh, I liked it a lot. I was surprised at how much I liked it. By the way, this is no spoiler here. Remember he runs into that um, other African-American guy at the party? Yeah. Oh, my God. I think he's so hot. So hot. I mean, the guy. it's the guy from the beginning of the movie. Too. Yeah, yeah. It's the guy from the beginning. Oh, my so God. So hot. So I agree with hot. you. He kind of looks like a... Um, shit, what is his name? Rick Brown. I'm James Brown, bitch. Or Rick... Rick James, bitch. Oh, Dave Chappelle. He's like a, yeah, I can see what you're saying. He looks like a hot Dave Chappelle, kind of. Yeah, that's a good I mean, look. Like a hot I Dave mean, Chappelle. Dave Ch- like a young Dave Chappelle. Not that Dave Chappelle isn't, like, handsome. No, 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 no. And the, but you know what? Is. The lead's hot, too. Yeah, I think the the guy at the party and oh. from the beginning is much hotter. Oh, God, he's, like, next level. <laughs> I was like, get out, come in. <laughs> Oh, it's um, so funny. But that's it. That's basically right now, guys. I'm in I should do a fundraiser for myself. Yeah. To get oh, out. by the way, uh just today, mm-hmm. uh the day we're recording is the day we released the last little uh Joe Batant special report, as he called it. Yeah. Um, to the feed. So many of you have heard it. Um, but I, I just wanted to compliment. I thought you was like really well produced and like did a good job of telling a story, but like I mean, it was a commercial, basically, but like I've listened to it twice already. Oh, you have. So, well, first yeah. of all, thank you. I do. La- I did laugh out loud when I got a text message from Mike saying, making fun of my announcery voice. I hated the announcery voices, and I was yeah. just telling my friend Chris about it because I was saying that I see why they do it because when I was recording it, I had to do several takes. So that was probably out of frustration, the one with the fork in the road. But what happens yeah. is you land up swallowing your words. It's like fork in the roll. Yeah. Right. To so go like fork. In the road. <laughs> you did sound like a news, kind of like cheesy news reporter. I know. In a couple I, of moments. I have to learn. But you know what? I also hate, though, I will say this. When I am listening to NPR, I do hate that they all sound alike, like that like monotone hipster. It's just yeah. basically like one monotone hipster, and they all emulate that person. I feel like, though, well, I don't know. I, I feel like what they're doing is kind of allowing the other stuff to kind of speak. Do you know yes. what I mean? So it is kind of like boring and neutral because they're not the important part. I will say so, you know, be, because I wanted Armando to kind of give his okay on this because it was his story. Mm-hmm. I let him hear it first. Well, after you listened first and then I sent it to Armando. Sure. And uh, for those of you that are new to the show, I have a student named Armando who's 17 and <laughs> not, not, he's actually straight. So, I sent it to Armando, and he writes back that he doesn't like it. Hmm? And I go, what? And he goes, we can do so much better than this. He's like, we need to re-record this. I'm not happy with this. And I thought, Mike, Uh, he was totally happy with his story. He mm -hmm. was totally happy with it. it And you know what it was? He was like, you're not going to get any donations because I'm not speaking well. I need to use better, bigger vocabulary sure. words. I get and that. I, oh, really? I was all like, no, you don't understand. No, I understand what he, what his point of view, and I get, like, I understand what he's saying. But what you were doing is just trying to show like a real person, not mm-hmm. a scripted kind of thing. exactly. Because then when he comes back, he's going to be like, well, Joe, uh, and I was like, no, 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 no. We what we got was perfect. 
Yeah, I think it was really good. So if you haven't heard it, if you're listening in some weird order, uh, you should go check it out. Even if you like started listening and you're like, oh, this isn't my uh, podcast I wanted to listen to catching up. Um, now that you are listening to catching up, why don't you go listen to that and it's worth your time. So Mike, uh, Mike, that's very nice of you. I, I really appreciate your doing that, A. Mm-hmm. And if you ever have some sort of good cause... <laughs> That you want to promote in the show, I will be behind it. So you've never, you know, in the four years that we've been on the show, you've never promoted any sort of good cause. You should do that. It in the four really years of the show, you have never done a big flu test. <laughs> Wait, no, I've done two. I've done two. Yeah, I know. I'm just joking. But, but um, oh, really? One more quick thing. One more quick thing about Armando it was so funny. It could happen just right now. So when that day we had the talk, we talked right after we did the interview. And one of the things I was telling him, and this is still true, and this might even spark a whole other conversation, is I really do feel Armando is going to do big things. Mm-hmm. Okay? And I always remember this interview Sonia Sotomayor did on Fresh Air, where she talked about how she went to, like, I think it was Harvard or Yale, one of the Ivy League schools when she was an undergrad. Type and, 1 diabetes, by the way. Did oh, does know she? That? Oh, no, I didn't yeah. know that. And uh, when she showed up, the other kids were amazed that she had never heard of Alice in Wonderland. Okay. So I was telling Armando, like, look, you have to, you're going to have to, you, you need to do at least as much. You, you, there's no way he could catch up, you know, by college, but he should really start absorbing as much popular culture as he can, because these kids will have a lifetime of it. And I said, for instance, you should check out Hamilton. And he's like, what is that? And I go, a mu- oh, I go. It's a musical with the kids you go to school with. They will probably have seen it live, yeah. right? But they'll definitely know it. Sure. He goes, "What's it about? Is it about the former United States Secretary, you know, Treasurer person?" I'm like, yeah, exactly. He goes, "Oh, I go. Just trust me. Just listen to it. You'll like it." And then, so today he goes. So he tells me today, um, this is some sort of rap or something, or hip hop. And I go, yeah. He goes, that's it. And he was like, this is good. I I actually really like this. And I go, yeah, I knew you would. And he was like, I thought it was going to be like opera or something. Why do you think it was going to be opera? Well, you told him it's like on Broadway probably. And I don't I don't think that's a, a weird assumption to make. I get him. Me and this kid, man. We're Alexander Hamilton. <laughs> uh, what's going on with you, though? Do you have any that like, was personal my, stories? That was one of my stories. Oh, was that a story? Yeah, I don't really have many stories. I've been trapped in prison with my parents. Well, I don't have many either. But here, Joey, I did meet up with a friend of the show, um, even though they've never listened. Um, I have a friend, Bryce, I went to high school with, and a friend, Amanda, from high school. And both of them live in in the Bay Area now. Um, Mm -hmm. In fact, when we kind of all realized we were all living in the same area, we were already doing this podcast. So that was a story. Um, a few years ago. Uh, do you remember that, Joey? Oh, I remember it. Yeah. So anyway, we uh, all met up for the second time since we've all lived in the Bay Area. Yeah, which so is really been... strange because you and Amanda were like BFFs in high school. Yeah. There was a weird falling out that required that um, uh, involved my weird lying roommate. Do you remember the lying liar roommate? Um, I'm obsessed with her. She's my favorite t- of the roommates. <laughs> What was her name again? Carly. Car. Oh my god, I loved Carly. Joe used to come over to our um, house and just sit on the couch and like bait Carly into telling us the most elaborate lie she could. 
Well, and it was you would be Joey, showing it up. was mental illness though, right? <laughs> yes, yes. Like she would like. <laughs> I'm not even joking, and I've probably even told similar stories about this girl on the show. She was a what some would call lies episode for sure. Um, but she like I I would go to lunch with her and come home, and then Joe would show up, and she'll be like, "Oh, haven't eaten anything all day," <laughs> and I'm like, "What? We had lunch together. We certainly had lunch." Just like weird Mike, lies. About- I, I was specifically remember showing up and she just had like open cardboard boxes all over the house and was packing beef jerky into all of them. And I was like, what are you doing, Carly? And she was like, oh, these are for my, remember she called them my troops? Okay. I, I don't remember that. Exactly. Yes. She, she, oh my God. I mean, how much can we talk about her on this show? How much are we allowed to talk about her on the show? I mean, she was, there are stories. We, I mean... We're talking about things that happened to us that okay, we, you're right. we witness. You know? Oh, I see what you're saying. Well, wasn't there... I got it because this wasn't my story. It's your story. Weren't there times where she would meet guys online and what would happen when they'd come over to the house? So, well, the, she rarely would allow them to come over. But this is in the days of like AOL. Um, and she would uh, flirt hardcore with men. And for somebody who was like... I, I don't know the right terms. I, like pathological liar. I don't know. I don't even know what that means. But mm-hmm. like she would just lie all the time. So these chat rooms were like great for her because she could tell her stories to these strangers that didn't know her past. They didn't know that she wasn't, you know, the head of the the cheerleading squad in high school. But I do. Um, I know that she wasn't. And so. She would meet these guys online and then go to meet up with them, and they would rarely turn into anything. And as we started finding out, she was using a picture when she from when she was like seventeen, and we were you know a few years older than that. Her one and, kind of good picture, yeah, which I took, so I know I know for sure that we were like juniors in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, and she had changed significantly. She had grown significantly since yeah. then, right? Mm-hmm. So the picture kind of probably wasn't super accurate and was probably disappointing to some people because they thought they were getting, you know, this beautiful 20-year-old that looks 17, you know? Anyway. Do you remember? Um, this is a weird, this is a weird, weird memory that we're going to, this is like one of those, Mike and I have a few stories like this where our I shouldn't say our, I guess our sex lives intertwine, but, but yeah, you'll remember this in a second. But remember when there, there was that fireman I was hooking. Do, did we ever tell the fireman story in here? <laughs> with, with the knife? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if we did or not. <laughs> I might need to tell that story right now. Um, but remember when he landed up hooking up with your first boyfriend? What was his name? Um, 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 John. Oh, I, I can't. Oh, that's all I need to say on here. I'm not going to yeah, say yeah, his last yeah, name. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because it remind. I wonder if this ever happened with Carly, where like, I don't think John. Th- that was there was a sort of beautiful thing about John, where he would say things about himself that maybe a person might not usually admit, you know, and he would just sort of admit it. <laughs> He randomly told me about how, like, the guy that I had hooked up with, the fireman, had, like, come over to the house and wasn't happy with the 
like John John didn't catfish him. It just John looked different than the picture that mm. this guy had the fireman had in his head, right? Sure. And and it ha- wasn't it because of his hats? Oh, that's what it was. You're yes. right. That's right. That's exactly <laughs> what it was. John- he is a person who has an unfortunate hairline, and so he would wear hats 90% of the time. Yes. And so in photos, he looks, when he was, you know, tw- 22, he looked 22. Mm-hmm. But when he would take off his hat, he aged 10 years immediately. Yeah. And Go ahead. It's just a you know represent. It's just a different representation. So he showed up and he thought he was getting somebody who looked like the guy with the hats on. Yeah, and so the the fireman um, still had sex with him. That's what I think. The, the fireman was, he, and John just openly said this. He goes like, "Well, he just said I'm here, so we had sex, <laughs> and <laughs> and then and then he never heard from the fireman again, right? Sure, and." What's funny is, so with the fireman story, uh, you know what, we'll have to save that for another time. It's such a long, it's a good story, but it's a long story. And uh, I want to hear about uh, uh, Amanda and Bryce. Well, that's, uh, we hung out and we spent a good, so so Bryce has a new apartment um, kind of in the Castro. um, And it's like a great location. And so we went there, we kind of hung out. um, They have like a rooftop patio thing um just a really nice new building in a a very expensive part of the city and um we then because we were in his house we just kind of started reminiscing and we started looking people up on in his yearbooks and then trying to find them on facebook but we spent most of the time on one person in particular who I have since friend requested and I'm waiting for her to accept so that I could like message her do I know this person no, oh. you don't know very many people that I went to high school with. No, but the way the story was building, the way the story was building, I was like, and it was Lynn Hatton. Oh, <laughs> that's such a weird name <laughs> to pull out of your ass. <laughs> Three people listening right now are like, "Oh, that's a funny story, Joe." <laughs> um, I actually don't have much going on. To be perfectly honest, oh I did God. start my um, Christ uh, suicide hotline training. That's yeah. um, going okay. Oh, I thought there was some it's crazy kind of, story. No, it's like boring me to death. <laughs> you have to call the crisis counseling to find to, yeah. like, crisis counseling. Yeah, hi, I'm one of your uh, your counselors. Oh, how can we help you? Yeah, I want to kill myself from this. Me- they this- connect me to me. Yeah. <laughs> Um, no, it's it's good. Um, I mean, it's basically like common sense training and learn our terms for things that you probably already kind of know. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's not difficult. It's not. It's basically getting people in, from these like hot moments into kind of cold, cooler moments to make better decisions, and that's it. Um, but I still have like thirty four hours of training left. Oh my god! What? Yeah, it's a long training process. How much is each training session? No, How long? It's, you do a lot of it on your your own speed. Uh, but it's like video content, so you kind of just go through it. It's, they do a decent job of like, you know, kind of keeping up the pace and stuff, but it really is like learning terms for things you already know. Um, 
but you know i think i think i will enjoy doing it once i get there there's also like eight hours of like observing do i mean like there's a lot of like the in that 34 hours that isn't just watching these videos but you know uh you know right now you were talking about this and i was thinking uh you know who'd be good at this is taylor the latte boy well, he works as a therapist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then I was thinking back to this week when I did a favor for Taylor the Latte Boy and the other members of Pod as my co-pilot. I think our show will be out before their show is out, so I don't want to say what it is. Mm-hmm. And I called to deliver my gift to Pod as my co-pilot. And I say, hey, I, I, I need to send you your gift. Can we Google Hangout? And he goes, no. <laughs> and I go... I go, oh, okay. And then he he messages me like, sorry, I snapped at you. And I go, it's okay. He goes, give me a few minutes. Then I felt badly because Mike, he was so sick. I've never seen anyone look more horrible and like knocking on death's <laughs> door than Taylor. In fact, there was a point where we had sound problems and he didn't know I could see him. Uh-huh. And he was just, so I knew he wasn't like doing it for my benefit to see how sick he was, was like, <sighs> like sweating. And like, then I felt bad. And you forced him to do a Google Hangout? Yeah, I didn't care. I was, like, I, I was like, I want to I wanna see you open the email. And he was like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'm going to open the email right now. You're a jerk. No, Do you no. have any other like personal stories or news stories? Well, one of the things I was going to talk about was, um, so you know, every week I go to that pizza party. Yeah. You know? And I'm going to tell you something. These pizza parties are so fantastic. Even when there's no pizza party, they're fantastic. Um, this week, the pizza party, I found out like an hour before it was canceled. But Mercedes was like, come over anyway. We'll have dinner. I have a friend in from out of town. I want you to meet her. Okay. Okay. So she says, we're not going to order. So, because the, the lesson in this story is how to speak Mercedes. Okay. So she says, um, we're not going to order pizza. We'll probably just um, whip something up here or order in. Okay. So I knew, because I speak Mercedes, oh, I'm going to stop and get something to eat on my way in. Sure. <laughs> so I did. I stopped and, and got like a burger, a couple of burgers, 10 burgers is what I'm saying. And uh, I drove into the house. Okay. And uh, I get there and I meet one of her friends who is an amazing human being. Her name's Vanessa. And okay. she's actually one of the organizers, like the lead organizers of the Women's March on Washington, D.C. Oh, cool. And she is telling us about the whole event and everything that went on. And you get like a kind of like an insider's perspective on, you know, just uh, sort of what it was like on that amazing day and what they knew, what they didn't know about, you know, what everybody else was doing. And, you know, just it was sort of really, really fascinating to talk to someone who was one of the organizers of the Women's March. And she has this boyfriend and he's a really cool guy, and he's a big guy. He's like six five, you know. Yeah. So at a certain point, Mercedes and the family are like getting the dinner table ready, okay? And they're like, "All right, kids, come on, get you know, get ready." And then Vanessa looks at me and she's like, "Are, are we eating dinner?" And I go, "I don't know." And she goes, 
but you come here all the time. I go, I, I really have no idea. I really don't. And then Mercedes does say, all right, come down and sit down. Let's have dinner. <laughs> but they didn't order in. They literally whipped up like leftovers for dinner, right? But not even like, oh, we have so many. It was like her kid, Mercedes' kids, Chris, who's like a six foot two guy, Mercedes, these two people I told you, Vanessa and her boyfriend, who's like a, a, a giant human being, me, but thank God I, you know, I speak Mercedes, so I ate. Mm-hmm. And it was literally like eight pieces of broccoli florets. <laughs> Okay, some like leftover salad from a container from Gilson's, and then like a pasta that was clearly meant for children, like it was like dinosaur shapes or something. Yeah, like little like like fusilli pasta with some ground up turkey. But there was like it really, Mike. I'm not even joking. If you and I alone just ate this, it might have been a meal. Like a, it right. would have been like a lunch that we had because we're no way having a big dinner later. Yeah, you know. And we had it was like Jesus with the fish and the loaf. We all had to eat it. So I had like the teensiest portion ever because I one had eaten and was actually only eating to be polite. Yeah, but I felt so sorry for Vanessa and that boyfriend because they sure. they probably went to bed like hungry. <laughs> Because they were staying at Mercedes' house. It's not like they could, like, oh, God, on the way home, babe, we'll get something. Like, no, they were staying there. They were house guests. Oh, God. So they probably went to bed, like, starving. starving. <laughs> you know? So that's my only story. Thank you. Well, that was a good one. Joey, I have <clears throat> a story that I wanted to tell you, um, and I'm going to do it in a Joe Patan's announcer voice. Ready? Just yeah. a headline. Naked, admittedly drunk man rescued from certain doom inside Togo's Baskin-Robbins <laughs> vent. <laughs> they sound like you? <laughs> yeah, it sounds like me trying to raise money. <laughs> Joe, a man who told rescuers that he had been searching for a wishing well was pulled from a Napa ventilation shaft Tuesday, naked, drunk, and at the literal end of his rope. Oddly According enough, to- that's what he wished for. <laughs> uh, maybe. According to the Napa Police Department, uh, Robert Turbidy, Turbidy, Turbidy was rescued from the ventilation shaft above a Togo's Isn't that what, what Porky Pig says before he says, Good night. <laughs> that's all, folks? Uh, they found him at 8.40 a.m. on Tuesday, uh, and they basically found him because somebody heard a faint voice crying, Help me, please, help me. Um, <laughs> that's when you come in as a crisis counselor. Did somebody say, Help me? Approaching a Togo staffer, he said, Do you have someone in the bathroom playing games saying, Help me, help me? He asked. It's not very funny. The staffer, it turns out, had heard the same plea. But wait, the staffer just ignored it? Yeah. Until, well, they kind of both, I think, thought that it was coming from the other side of the wall. And then when they both realized that it was happening, they said, Oh, it's something in the wall. Does that make sense? So they're in the bathroom. A voice says, help me, help no. me. So somebody on both sides of the wall oh, thought that, okay, yeah. that, it, that it was happening at their neighbors. And then finally someone came over and was like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Because I'm hearing this. And he's like, oh, I thought it was on your side. And that's when they realize, oh, it's in between us. It's the penis between us. The penis between us? Have you ever heard that joke? No. <laughs> I don't know. It's from when I was a kid. We would like... 
if you we would go up and sit on either side of somebody and we would say hey left nut hey right nut who's the penis between us <laughs> <laughs> you never did that I've never <laughs> kids I've never are really weird them. i know they really are very weird <laughs> But um, the commenters on this article say that the space that they found him in, it looks about an $800 rental unit in the city of San Francisco right now. (laughs) (laughs) He basically got stuck and they had to pull apart the wall to get him out. Drunk. I don't know. Maybe was he trying to maybe break in, burglarize the place? They don't really know. They don't really say, but it's strange to be hoisting yourself down into... A ventilation shaft of a building, right? Wait, why did I? Why did I feel he was in a wishing well? He was. He, oh, he said he was looking for a wishing oh, well. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. So maybe he, that was the drunkenness. Has I mean, anybody, 40 in the morning? He was drunk. Yeah. Has anybody ever looked for a wishing well? Are you ever like, uh anyone know where I can find a good wishing well? <laughs> no, well, there. I mean, well, look, no, this guy clearly was not looking for a wishing well. But that's a great that that is a very drunk, amazing excuse. Like, <laughs> sorry, I was, I was looking for a wishing well. I'm, you know what? I'm gonna keep that in the back pocket. If I ever get caught doing anything, I'm gonna say I was looking for a wishing well. Do you have? Any, did you pull any news stories for us to talk? about? I sure did, Mike Lawson. But I don't want to read the whole thing though, so I'll probably jump around. Mike Lawson, L.A. has a serial dine and dasher. Yes, he's on Bumble. Be wary the next time a Bumble date suggests BJ's for dinner. Because What's one Bumble? Paul Gonzalez... What? What's Bumble? Oh, I think Bumble's one of those dating apps. Like Tinder. Okay. Okay. That's kind of what I was assuming. I just had never heard of it. Yeah, because one Paul Gonzalez is out there eating full meals before disappearing without paying... For his part of the bill. According to CBS Los Angeles, this man left a date after eating his meal under the pretense of taking a phone call. It's not the first time. Gonzalez has been dining and dashing for over a year across Los Angeles. Wow. Blind dates aren't also aren't the only victims of this crime. He was arrested in July of last year for leaving a Burbank hair salon without paying for the services. Huh. I'm, I'm jumping around here. According to L.A. County District Attorney's Office, he has other bench warrants out for his arrest and has been to jail on several occasions on misdemeanor charges. He has a history of petty theft and driving without a valid license. What a great story to tell your kids one day, though. Like, and then, kids, I paid for her dinner. And <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, it would be the final story of this whole thing because he finally finds a woman that... And convinces him to not dash. But isn't <laughs> isn't that like a weird? He should have said he, was, he went to go look for wishing wells. You know, it, it's a weird. It look at how much effort it is, and especially it's harder for straight men to get a woman to a woman to actually go out with them. You know, so imagine all the time he put in just to go to dinner with a person and then bail. Yeah, that is kind of like psychotic, almost like. How are you not? I don't know. It's weird. I don't know. Yeah, and then I wonder how awkward is it when they have to tell the woman that he's gone, and then she has to pay the bill. How embarrassing! He probably does this to even more people, and they just pay and leave. He probably, I wonder if he probably does every night. Like, huh? I wonder if some women are just like, "Oh, it must have been an emergency," <laughs> and he just left. 
I know. A dick move. That is that's really really dicky. I kind of there should be some sort of undercover woman who like goes Sting out, operation. yeah, I guess to to get him and then nab him. But I mean, John Kionis comes out <laughs> with a camera crew. Hello, you know that I you know, I'm going to tell you something. I am constantly doing the right thing. Like when I find like a hundred dollar on the bill on the floor, or if like an old woman's trying to cross the street, or a Middle Eastern man's trying to change a tire, I am constantly trying to like help them because my biggest fear is that John Quinones is going to come out and go like, "Excuse me, excuse me, uh, did, did you notice you just walked by a blind person who was going to fall into a pool of water?" And I'm like, uh, "What?" And then like that's my biggest fear. I I don't think they film in L.A. much. So I think you're probably going to be okay. But the one time you let your guard down and do it the easy way, mm-hmm. that's when he'll be there. But some of them, some of the more elaborate ones are so fake. I would so know that there was something going on. Because th- th- have you ever seen the one where... By the way, if you don't know, we're talking about the, I think, NBC show? ABC show. ABC show. What would you do? What would you do? Who would you rather? <laughs> and it was one where, like, some people are out at a diner, but the whole diner is no, 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 just the couples in on it. It's this one table, and I think the boy comes out as gay to his parents, and uh, then they very loudly say, "Well, we don't accept gays in our family, yeah. so we cut you out of the family." You know, and then yeah. they like get up and walk out, and everyone's like, "Don't, don't worry about that, man. You'll do. You can do better." You know, like they're all being nice, but I'm like. It's so obvious. The acting is so bad. Yeah. And a lot of times, too, there's always, like, weird mirrors. <laughs> like, I feel like I would walk in and I'm like, this place it has hidden cameras. Like, why are there? Why is there a, a weird, like, why? drywall set up <laughs> with a big mirror in it? Why are there so many mirrors in this Cracker Barrel? <laughs> All around this one table. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, what what is that? What is going on here? Yeah. So, um, yeah, you I would tell we're low on stories because we're like, we could talk about what would you rather? Who would, no, not who would you rather? It's what would you do? What would you do? I, we could talk well, look, about that. We while. just end the episode. Should I, you know what? Should I tell the fireman story since we are, yeah, why don't you? Okay, then we don't have to like ever remember it again. <laughs> I mean, like, remember to do it again. So, there was this... It was actually one of my legendary stories I told for a long time that I think... I always think people thought I was lying, but it later gets confirmed. So, it was, again, in the early days of the internet, and I met this guy who was a fireman for... I don't want to say... I shouldn't say the city. He was a fireman for a city in Orange County. And, oh, man, I'm trying to remember. Oh, okay, 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 okay. God, the story is so... I haven't told the story in so long that I've even forgotten. We met up for a date once, and I walked out on the date. But then I still went out with him, and we hooked up one night. And it was like a normal hookup night, but I can't remember what happened. But he said, I must have done something that led him to believe that I was um, into, like, S&M. Right. And he goes, oh, wow, you really like being dominant, don't you? And I said, oh, uh, yeah, I mean, are you like super submissive? This is like our first time hooking up. Maybe just making out. And he goes, yes, I love it. And I was like, oh, okay. Right? Note to self for later. Right? So yeah. 
we hook up, whatever, it was normal. Then, I guess we decided to hook up again. It was like the middle of the night. It was late. This is when I lived with Kate and Mandy. Yeah. And In your Golden Girls apartment, <laughs> Miami furniture. <laughs> yes. like um, One of us had inherited the set from Golden Girls and put it in our apartment. And um, he called me late. Well, that shows you that this story is 15 years old. 16 years old, maybe. And um, he calls me and he says, I want you to come. Oh, I'm trying to remember the story. He says, I want you to come over tonight and have sex with me. And I was like, you know, it's kind of late. I'm not have to work tomorrow. He's like, nope, you're, you're going to do it. And I was like, mm, I'm really not. And he was like, okay, so here's what I'm going to do. It also shows that it's 15 years old because you're turning down sex. <laughs> you know what? I really think I would turn, I would turn down sex now. I, I'm decided to be asexual. It's my new thing. So anyway, celibate. I don't want to say asexual. I've decided to be celibate now. So I go, um, no, nah, it's, it's late. And he goes, nope, you're going to come over. And, and, he, and let me tell you how it's going to go down. I'm going to pretend to be asleep and I'm going to keep the window open. You're going to climb in the window, mm-hmm. sneak in. There will be a okay. there will be a knife and masking tape. Oh no, duct tape, duct tape, duct tape. Duct tape and knife on the nightstand. You're going to tie me up. Even though I'm going to say no and resist, you're going to tie me up and put tape in my mouth and then you're going to hold a knife to my throat. Uh-uh. You lost me at knife, seriously. <laughs> Lost me at everything. And you're going to have sex with me. And I was like, no, I'm not. And he goes, all right, well, look, I'm going to leave the window open. And if you come, and if we, well, if you drive over here, you drive over here. And if you don't, you don't. And I was like, okay, good night. Right? Yeah. I hang yeah. up. And I think I tell Kate and Mandy. And they're like, oh, that's super weird. <laughs> I go, yeah. Can you imagine anyone going over there and actually doing that? <laughs> right? I can. And which is so funny because to show you this is 15, 16 years ago. Like, imagine if this happened now in that town in Orange County. Because then I go, you know what? This is going to be a good fucking story. I didn't have a podcast yet. I was like, in 16 years, I'm going to have something <laughs> called a podcast and I'm going to want to tell First, you had to imagine a pod, right? Because the iPod wasn't a thing. Yeah. <laughs> so then. I he had actually what I he I dressed all in black and wore a ski cap which not a ski cap but you know one of those one of those caps people wear like the skull what are they called like caps knit caps beanie a beanie thank you oh a toque a toque <laughs> I wore a toque and all in black everything was in black right and yeah this is something he had specifically requested in his in his fantasy so I, I did it and i drive to this city which is known for not being the most racially tolerant yeah. city in orange county and i uh-huh. drive up to his house and i park right in front and i remember even then i was like i'm not gonna do this i'm not gonna do this what am i doing this is so crazy i can't believe i'm doing this right. and i even joan went, is that the gardener <laughs> it, why is it three in the morning and the gardener here on the <laughs> going pacing back and forth on the front lawn i remember i even like <laughs> <laughs> I even paced back and forth on the lawn because I even I even went up to the window and looked. And Mike, he was doing the fakest fake sleep ever. He was like, you know, like hands in a prayer position under one side of his head, going like, because he must have seen me pull up or something. And and then I'm like, I peek inside. I'm like, oh, I can't believe I'm doing this. So I slide the window open, and it's one of these where I slide the window open, and the the bottom of the window is because I'm also not a very tall person. Is it's just 
it's a, it's it's high enough off the ground where I have to do a little hop to like get into the apartment. Does that make sense? Sure. Or not in the apartment in the front of his house, and it was in the house into the bedroom though. And I had to do like a li- I had to do a little hop to get in. So I put my foot over and I do the little hop. But this fucking dummy has like a full like nightstand coffee table. I don't know what it is right there where the window is. So I hop in and then I like land <laughs> on this like table. Everything comes crashing down on the ground. Like right. This is how you know he's such an it bad actor too. Continually just. so i'm like get up get up i'm i'm here to like rape you or something right and he goes like and he goes like can your parents hear you right now i hope not and (laughs) and he goes he goes what 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 the the worst actor ever he goes what what is going on right yeah and then um i go uh let me get this tape that's right here by this nightstand and tie you up with it. And he's like, oh, what? meanwhile, putting his hands in the tie me up position, you know, and then I put the tape <laughs> over his mouth. And the best part. Yeah. I hold the knife to his throat, but I hold it with the the, the top end, not the, not the sharp end. I, mean, I still have this Sweeney Todd fear in my head. That makes me so nervous. Yeah. But so I hold it and then like, I start like grinding up against him, like dry humping style. But then I was just like, I go, you know what? I go, can we just have normal sex? And he goes, mm? I remember because he couldn't get tape over his mouth. He was like, mm? And I was like, yeah, I, I'm, I'm super not into this, right? So I take the tape off his mouth. We have normal sex. End of the night, right? Go ahead. Normal's a weird word, but I yeah. think that, like, uh, I'm trying to think of the right words to say it, but, like, sex that is, like, this kind of particular, like, that isn't, you know, bland and like just typical sex isn't a first time activity with somebody who doesn't share that. Kink. Oh no. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's, it's weird. So then, uh, we do. And then I was just like, when I left, I was like, this guy is a total fucking weirdo and I'm never going to talk to him again. So he, maybe a couple of weeks later, he calls me and he's like, okay, so here's, here's, it's going to go down. I go, listen, that was, Oh, he goes, here's, it's going to go down. You're going to leave the apartment. I think I had told him Mandy and Kate weren't going to be there or something, right? Yeah. And I go, he goes, you're going to leave your apartment door open, okay? Then, oh, no, 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 no. That's what it was. You invite me over to your apartment. Turn off all the lights, but leave the front door open, okay? Okay. Then I, I'm going to go in. I he had, That's just true. He had never been to my apartment. Yeah. He goes, I'll go inside. But you're hiding somewhere in the apartment. But I'm super confused because I've never been there before. And so I'm in the pitch black. I'm totally have no idea where I'm going. And then you jump out and rape me. And I go, I remember I just got so angry. And I was like, listen here, you motherfucker. I go, you're a fucking sicko. You're a fucking sick motherfucker. I'm not going to fucking do that. Stay away from me. Don't ever call me again. And I remember there was this long pause. And he goes... That was so fucking hot. <laughs> so I that's a story I told for years. I told this story for years. It was one of my go-to stories, right? Yeah, and I've I think, heard it a few times. Yeah, and I think there are people who just didn't believe me, right? And so then, years later, another friend is talking to me. And uh, just so you know, he had gone to high school with friend of the show, Jonathan. Okay? okay. So Jonathan knew him. 
and didn't know this side of him, but but knew him. So this guy that we knew was talking to me and Jonathan. He said, oh, my God. I'm talking to the biggest weirdo on like, and this is by this point, Grinder and Scruff are around. And he goes on Grinder or Scruff and he goes, look at this picture he sent me. And it was literally this fireman, Mike, <laughs> covered in tape, head to toe, head to toe. Like literally, um, I think the only reason we knew it was him was I think the guy told us he's a fireman in, in <laughs> the city and told us his name. And I was like, oh my God. And the picture was just him head to toe covered in duct tape like a like a caterpillar or a mummy a mummy except okay. his penis is exposed and he's like in like a harness and i was like sure. well that's obviously the natural progression but it also proves like at least jonathan that this story was true this is not a made up story that i had sure thank you and not you don't want to be like sex negative with this like you're not making fun of the guy's kink are you like you're no i think he comes on strong for he comes on strong with people that aren't expressing that they're interested in something that kind of extreme. You know, I think you hit your nail on the head the here. Flaw. Is you hit the nail on the head, sort of, in that like uh, sixteen years ago, I that was I was necessarily new to it, but I was more traditional. Mm-hmm. I think now it would be something I would be into, not with the knife part. I'll be honest with you, never with the knife part, um, and not sneaking into someone's house into that something like that. But. Um, well, you know, by the way, I don't know if I've ever told you this, or maybe I have, but not the show. You know that comedian that I dread? Yeah. He has the same fantasies. Yeah. Yeah, I do know that. So, um, if, it, if it was something we talked about, does that make sense? Like, right. we negotiated, we talked about it. I'd, I'd be into it. I can see, like, you kind of just start with the kind of, like, you start with the things you guys have in common. So, like basic sex i'm struggling to not call it like normal because i don't think that like the kinky shit is like abnormal but like um you start with the stuff you certainly agree on and then you kind of build out and like each person will do things for someone else that they maybe wouldn't do for you know a stranger well you know so like go ahead if you were with somebody a year and you loved them and they were like it would be really fucking hot if you broke in my house well like that you would maybe just do that you wouldn't do it every time, but yeah. like, you know. But I was just talking about this the other day with Sweet Michael about it was a weird memory that I can that came back to me is there was someone who I had a, a sexual relationship with who was really into water sports. Sure, and uh, it, it's something that's something we totally negotiated and uh, we totally planned out and. Um. Yeah, it was fun. It's fun when you plan it out and both parties are into it. Sure. You know. So. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> um. Hey, Joe. What do you got going on next week? Uh. Next week, I actually wrote this down. I'm, I'm gonna pause. I'm gonna edit this out. Uh. Let's see here. Actually, did I write this down? Ugh, stupid Trello. Do you being good? Okay. Uh, My, Megan Hood, do you remember her? Oh, yeah. Her mom died. <gasps> yeah. Oh, my God. Um. Well, I have that pizza party. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I shouldn't have brought that up. I just Facebook was open and I saw it. <laughs> I have a pizza party to go to on Sunday. Um, my brother and his kids are coming over on Saturday to the house in Malibu. That should be fun. And then um, the week, I'm just, you know what's so funny, Mike, is once you start doing stuff for charity, which I'm sure in the court case trying to shut down my charity, um, this episode of the podcast will be played, um, is, it's a lot of fucking work. Yeah. It's not just teaching ACT classes. It's also raising money and, and doing all that. So it, it's going to be a lot of that. So uh, a lot of work. Oh, a lot of people are, I'm, I'm visiting a lot of people. There's a lot of people just, you know, have you ever had those weeks where you're like, you haven't seen this person in two months and they want to get together for a drink? Yeah. There's a lot of those happening next week. Interesting. I'm, I have no real plans. I am doing uh, some drinks with um, my roommates this weekend and um, I'm going to do dinner with Steve tomorrow. So not a lot. I want to say this because of the way our show is scheduled. Um, This weekend, based on the show coming out, Mm -hmm. you can download an episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Recap, the first episode, actually, of the season, with friend of the show, Mike Lawson, as the third co-host, will come out this weekend, the weekend that you're hearing this podcast. Episode one of RuPaul's Drag Race Recap comes out this week and make sure and download it myself, Taylor the Latte Boy, and Catching Up's Mike Lawson, who, by the way, some Twitter username browsing the stacks, do you know who that is? Yeah. Thinks you're a hottie. I want to, do I know who browsing the stacks is? Um, I mean, he's a listener of the show. All right. Wait, what? No, I was just saying the name in my head to imagine the avatar. Oh, okay. All right. So that's one plug I want to give before the show ends. Cool. Um, Well, Joe, it was really nice catching up with you. Go to hell, Mike. Thank you for listening to another episode of Catching Up. Find a new episode each week at cupodcast.com, in iTunes, or in the Stitcher Smart Radio app. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash cupodcast. Follow us on Twitter at cupodcast. Email us at guys at cupodcast.com. Or call our listener line at 510-239-7798. Um, I mean... Um... Use action to defeat worry and fear. Do something to change what can be changed, and you'll no longer be afraid.